This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mike Kellogg. He is Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. And finally on the same episode with me is Hindu Anthony. Hey, what's up, Buttercup? Yay, Hindu Anthony's I, here. Yay. I are here. So, so glad um, to be in an episode with you. So, Mikey, um, must be Saturday. Yeah, I know. It's um, we're we're starting a little late this morning. You want to talk about that a little bit? I hate I hate the computer I have to use to do our show. It's a piece of crap. Mikey's Mikey's a little upset about it. Why don't you 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 go into how upset you are? You used some pretty strong language when you were telling us earlier, and you seem to be a little restrained now. <laughs> I don't want everybody. I don't want everybody to think I'm just a bitter person. <laughs> You're just too nice. This thing, um, this thing yeah. is a fucking piece of shit. So speaking of too nice, I am working on a um a very special episode that we can probably do in the future. Um, so, um, Mikey, I I I've, I've talked to everybody but you about this so far. Okay. Um, because I thought you might be the most resistant to doing it. Um, I've been tinkering with the extra dimensional portal and you know how there's all these parallel universes out there with like different versions of us. Yeah. Well, I have found what I like to call the evil universe. Uh And, um, I, um, I, I found nerd podcast radio from that evil universe. And I think I'm not quite there yet, but I think I'm going to be able to tap into that universe and get an episode from there. Oh, that scares me. Oh, that scares me. That, that, that's a, that's an option. What's well, really scary? I mean, they're not really evil per se. They're just kind of like the opposites of us. Well, I, well, the thing that the, the I, I haven't been able to listen to too much. I've been listening to as much as I can, and I don't have the signal quite there yet. But the most I was able to hear is I was able to hear um, um, moderate carnivore Brian on their episode, and. Um, the, I, I just heard his voice, and he said something like, golly gee, Michael, go on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's terrifying. The, those people are truly evil. And, and I mean, the, the Mikey on there must be really evil, because I barely heard him talk. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's evil. And and the the evil Anthony is a big Trump supporter, but he doesn't try to insinuate politics into the podcast that okay. Brian specifically asked him not to do. 
Let me guess. He is, and he is a, a hardcore red meat till he dies. Don't show me a vegetable, you piece of shit, <laughs> red blooded American. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like, totally. Like, what? Why did you just give me the food my food eats? <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also on every single episode. <laughs> every single one hasn't missed a single one. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> This is pretty funny. <laughs> so um, I don't want to I, I mean, I can't really go into it more than that because I haven't heard that much. Uh, but but I'm going to get a strong signal and we're going to have an episode of Evil Nerd Podcast Radio um, that will be coming soon. You oh, know, holy shit. As soon as the script is written. I mean, as soon as we get it, <laughs> we get it recorded. Um, oh, man. You know, we get a good signal on our extra dimensional portal, which is real. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so, um, what are we going to talk about today? See, that's the funny thing. I have no idea. I, I'm looking at the outline. It just says topic with a question mark. Nerdy stuff, right? I have done one of these in a really long time. It's a core episode. And I'm not saying like it's all core hosts or anything. No, we're sitting next to the core that powers the extra dimensional, dimensional portal. And we're probably soaking in horrible kinds of radiation while we talk. What a... One of the cool things about the extra dimensional portal is since since we're all in remote locations, we're not in the same room. We can still be sitting next to the core of the extra dimensional portal because it's in all of our locations at the same time. Yeah. Guy in a long trench coat Steve keeps coming to talk about it. It's weird. You know, we haven't had one of these like host like Anthony Michael Bryan episodes in a long time. It has me feeling nostalgic. Um, Anthony. Where the hell are you today? You know, um, well, the extra dimensional portal kind of malfunctioned as it is like to do because it does this a lot. And it sent me all the way to the Starship Enterprise of Star Trek. Um, a, original A, B, C or D or E? Um, B. <laughs> oh. So that means the uh, Enterprise B. Who who was on the Enterprise B? <laughs> that not Kirk. You're on the ship Kirk died on. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. <laughs> you're you're on a you're on um a bit of floating wreckage. <laughs> Actually, no. The ship is still in fi- was still in fine working order, but it did have a very short service life for an Enterprise, which is weird because the class it was uh was actually considered it was an excelsior class which is really weird because that was considered a very reliable ship like there's still excelsiors in service in the time oh, of the enterprise that d was the enterprise from excelsior. generation that was no the enterprise b was the enterprise b was from uh generations right yeah generations yeah i don't know why i yeah. thought you said next generation no generations so yeah it was one the first generation. next generation movie basic yeah it was, it was what introduced next generation to the movies malcolm mcdowell star trek which a lot of that was actually hailed as one of their better ones, and I re- I did really like it. It wasn't as good as First Contact. No, it wasn't. First Contact was great. I loved. Well, we're it. already talking about no topic. Um, but first, but first we got to play everybody's favorite game, where your hosts sit down, talk about the nerdy things they've done lately, and then sit there and vote when using Mike Myler's patented widget system. Oh, we're doing an old school episode with the three of us. We should just do single voting instead. And in that case, nobody gets a fucking widget. I know. I mean, I have this. I I barely ever win, so I don't have any. But you know, Michael has a giant pile. I mean, Odin's drowning in them. Yeah, he really is. 
Um, I have you listed as going first this morning, Mikey. So who wants to go first? Mikey. Oh, well, well, thank you. I I went Mikey Anthony Bryan. I did different. Oh, wow. He's been listening to that evil universe too much. That's actually what we used to do. (laughs) We used to do host goes first. So I kind of went to the old G method. Well, there we go. So the nerdiest thing I've done, I had one and I totally lost it. But I will tell you, um, I was able to pick up my, oh, no, I remember what I wanted to say. I was able to pick up my pull list uh, from what is now Graham Cracker Comics in Marietta, California. And I I got my two back issues of the Power Rangers comic, which they're now in their next event called Beyond the Grid. And I I picked up I added Captain Marvel to my pull list because I've always liked Captain Marvel, but after watching the movie, I decided I wanted to get back into her comic. And they said that there's a, they just started a really good series for her. I'm only like four issues behind. So I got a couple issues of that, but the big one is I got issues one and four of Rick and Morty versus D and D. Have you read them yet? I've read number one. I was going to read, finished reading number four today. So far it's freaking cool. And there it's a real it's okay. I got the special edition covers for it. So like the cover of issue one is like the red box cover. And then issue four special edition is a character sheet for Rick. Oh, that's cool. For a character. Rick or just Rick Rick? No, no, no. For actually. Okay. Let me clarify. It's for Rick's bard. He made Rick mean a bard. Yeah, he has a bard. It's a bard character sheet for, I think it's a it's a gnome bard named G Williker. (laughs) Okay. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a really good read because in true Morty fashion, the only reason why he wanted to get into D and D is because he found out D and D players get laid. What? Yeah, lies I tell you, lies. I mean, this uh, sounds like a pretty good, pretty good it, comic actually. I don't know. You both have really kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's true. just like wait, you guys have kids. There might be something to this. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so I, that that was what I that's the pretty, I've done other nerdy things, but that's like the one that's forefront in my mind. And I was really happy about the Rick and Morty comic. So in that case, Anthony, what's nerdy with you? Um, Well, I shared like a really big nerdy thing that I did in the in the bonus episode. But another nerdy thing is I have a friend who wants to play a game of 40K with me. So I guess another very big nerdy thing I did is I made another 40K list. So we're going to go hopefully be able to play with him soon. That'd be awesome. Um, for those of you wondering, it, it, it was a thousand point game. That's the game he wants to do. Um, thousand points isn't crazy big. You know, it's 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 actually kind of on the smaller scale of like 40K games. Um, Are a lot of them 2000? I, I would say uh, the standard would make like a standard just like like just good quick easy game that we might take like maybe four hours is like 1500 or no no it wouldn't even take four hours you could do you could do 1500 in like two hours in like an hour oh wow uh my girlfriend's laughing i know what nerdy thing anthony <laughs> did not do um yeah I, he's like why didn't you do this i did not watch that uh star trek that star wars um i'm gonna say star trek i did not watch the star wars um trailer thing Oh, you done fucked up, son. Didn't I haven't seen it yet? No, uh, dude, you got you you got to watch it. It's chills. Like, and to quote Daniel Cross, chills, just chills. Chills? Are they multiplying? <laughs> are they electrifying? Well, my thrills are. What are you guys quoting? Grease. Oh, I I don't <laughs> like Grease. 
<laughs> I don't like grease. I don't well, like who? grease. I'm just saying. Well, well I mean, you're a vegan. Test. Well, I mean, you're a vegan. What does being a vegan have to do with it? Is it, it like grease? He doesn't like grease. It's this food. Oh. I mean, you know, it makes his food fresh and not, oh. and not you know, horribly. I don't know. Heather would argue with you about that because I made garlic bread the other day that had way too much oil on it. I was about to say, well, I'm pretty oh, it's sure. Gar- I was like, well, it's with garlic. Garlic actually can make a lot. It can make things very oily. And very greasy. I mean, there are like oil, like vegetable based oils. I mean, soaking the bread in olive oil is never a good choice. Says who? I, I would I would totally eat olive oil soaked bread if there was some balsamic vinaigrette next to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be really good olive oil too. Yeah, we're we're um yeah, we're we're making quotes about grease. Um so yeah, that was my nerdy thing, really. It's just kinda of making a forty K list. I I've been really busy with work and kids stuff, so I haven't been able to do like the nerdiest things. Oh, trust me, working kid stuff. I totally get you on that one. Well, I always have a trouble coming up with one myself. Cause you live nerdy. Well, oh yeah, it's wait, really hard. Well, I think I got one since Go since we're only doing episodes like once a month. I no, you make... already used your lame one. You can't share a good one now. Fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Honorable mention, Anthony. That's how I got around it. Anthony's not going to share. He's just pissed at me. Anthony. No, fine. Uh, I'll share then. Um, <laughs> I did so. I think was it a couple weeks ago? I made an NPC character for Vampire Lart because my character got kicked out of where we're staying, and I was tasked with making an NPC to play. So I did make a vampire NPC, and I made this one entirely entirely by myself. Most of my my vampire characters have been used with the help of my friend Eric, but this one he was like, "How about we just let Anthony just go and be Anthony? What does he come up with?" <laughs> Just, just you go. You do you, Anthony, and make your make your dream character. And so I made some guy that was like basically like Soviet Russia vampire, uh, KGB. Who, That's fantastic. Who you know, do, he dual wielded weapons, and his dual wield weapons was in one hand a hammer, and in another hand a sickle. It's <laughs> funny that your life is so freaking nerdy that that's not the first thing you thought of. I know. <laughs> It was pretty good though. Oh now that I think about it, I'm like, that is pretty good. Oh, that reminds me of the Pathfinder character I'm gonna I'm getting ready to build. Oh man. I'm, he's gonna it's gonna be a barbarian or gladiator, but he's gonna but he's literally gonna be he's just gonna be my Ron Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh that's awesome. But he's gonna be but he's gonna be Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw's ready. Where you think you're going? I got you for three minutes. Oh so I'm excited for that. This is going to be a gladiator that just uh, that's basically a, a professional wrestler, and he's going to suplex and he's going to suplex monsters. What do you think, Brian? I think so. <laughs> I I also know that Anthony went AFK. I know that's why that's why I said Brian. <laughs> that's why I'm also waiting for you to say Brian was nerdy with you. Or should we should we not talk about that until Anthony was, gets back from pooping? I was trying to vamp. Oh, is that what you were doing? Oh Jesus, Brian. I feel like something, some kind of essence was drained out of me. So I think you did it successfully. I wish I could. I just, you son of a. <laughs> oh boy. So, well, have you seen the uh, Critical Role Kickstarter lately? Um, the last I checked, they were like at 8.9 million or something like that. Yep, they've reached their site. They've completed their second set of stretch goals. So. Yeah. We- 
let's see, critical role. Let's see what they are as we've been updating this every week. Let me let me bring it up with you. I, I got it. I got it. Let's. I, see. I want to bring it up too. I want to look at it too. Nine point six million. Nice. Well, you also know why they're still why everybody's still driving it so hard. Why is because on Talks Machina, the the show they do every Tuesday to talk about uh, last week's episode. Sam Regal said if they hit ten million, uh, this is an unofficial stretch goal. If they hit $10 million, they're putting Travis Willingham in a haunted house because Travis Willingham is deathly afraid of ghosts. Oh, wow. Well, like oh. not like a Halloween haunted house, like a real haunted house. Mostly, I've, either one is going to be good because like he's so afraid of ghosts. Matt was describing how a ghost, like basically they were in a haunted cave underwater and he, Matt was describing how this ghost, these ghosts were behaving. Like he was really good at describing like haunted house ghosts. Like, and Travis was just like, no, we need to stop. We got to go. Can we get out of here? Let's leave. <laughs> like he was legit freaking out. And it was just Matt describing this. Like he's like, and you see like you, you put your light spell on the wall and like you see this like ghostly figure just like lean back into the wall. And like these, this like guy who looks like a sailor. He just like walks through the wall and disappears. And he, and Travis was like, nope, no, no, that's not okay. He was so freaked out. It was beautiful. Speaking of Critical Role, I watched the history of um, Sam Regal's shirts the other day. Oh, you, you did? Yeah. I love his shirt. I love the whole history of how he wore shirts with his face on them and then started wearing shirts with Matt's face on them. Yep. But he's never done a shirt with anybody else from the party. It's because him... And Matt do the best. Plus, then Matt finally got revenge on him. I free, I think it at one of the live shows he took off his jacket and he was wearing a Sam Regal face shirt. And Sam's like, "No, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny. Oh, it was the best. He's like, "Oh, you bastard!" Oh, Anthony, you weren't here for this, nope. but it, uh, Sam Regal, he said on Talks Machina that if they hit ten million dollars on their Kickstarter, they're going to put Travis Willingham in haunted house. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Um, uh, yeah, I've I've not I've I've fallen out of contact with watching that. I need to get back to watching it again. Dude, they spent it. they spent so much time as pirates. You would love it. You gotta get back into it. They I watched time I, as I, pirates. I listened oh, to yeah. half of the first episode of Vox Machina. <laughs> I listened to half of the first episode. It's long. That's why I'm I'm re I'm finishing up my re-listen, my rewatch for all of the first campaign on uh, on podcast form. And I was a little annoyed that all the artwork is now blurred out. They blurred it all out? Yeah, because he was using copyrighted artwork, not really thinking. Oh. I haven't gone back and checked okay. that out. Yet. I didn't know they blur I didn't know they blurred it like that. That well, I mean, yeah, one. but that would that would make sense though to yeah, do that. Yeah, that would. So, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, the newer episodes, they don't do that, though. You're, you're testing my patience. Who is? Mikey. Well, <laughs> All right, fine. It's, Brian, it's been what's too long. Stop trying you. to delegate. <laughs> Say it Brian, again. Brian, what's nerdy with you? Thank you. <laughs> um, I gave Doug Jones a hug, or more appropriately, he gave me one. A hug? Yes. Aww. A good hug? It was a really good hug. He stroked my head. He stroked your head. Yes. Did he did he do a creepy smile? Yes. That's the only way this makes it okay. I posted the picture. He made the gentleman face from Buffy. Oh, I saw that picture. 
Oh man. You sound a little too excited, Michael. It was really. It, he was so nice. He it was, was so beautiful, Anthony. Nice. Shut up. <laughs> um, you were like, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the I, the photos already on the Nerd Podcast Radio page, but I want to put it on Skype so you can see it for again. See it for again. Yeah. There it is. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. I saw this picture. Yeah. 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 yeah I like that one. <sighs> um. So he, I walked up to him. Have... Did he? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you're probably going to explain my yeah. question. So I walked up to him, and well, while we were waiting online, they told us that presenters got that's a whole other story, but presenters got um, a free meetup, a free autograph, and the photos were $5 instead of 50 Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd jump on that shit. So I got one of the gentleman photos, and I walked up, and I was like, Hi. <laughs> I was so shy. I was so unbelievably shy. <laughs> and he came up and he looked he he looked right at me and he was being all nice and talking to me and saying hey, he was glad that I came out to do the podcast and he um he um he went, "Okay, we'll get a selfie." And he goes, "I I I looked at the ground and I kind of shuffled my feet and I was like, "Could you make the face from the gentleman from Buffy?" And he goes, Oh, absolutely! I can do that. And he made the face <laughs> like nose to nose with me. <laughs> oh, 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 that's funny. And that's then, awesome. then we did that's the selfie. Cool. And um, he goes, "Oh, and and I'm going to leave." And he, don't forget, you need a hug. And he gave me such a great hug. And then he stroked my head and said, "It's going to be okay, little puppy." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. that's Doug, pretty cool. Doug Jones is on my list of people to meet. Yeah, it, he was he was so nice, and his panel was great too. He talked about his history and entertainment, and he did some like examples of body acting, and he like got up and like he did he acted out what he does when he plans a role. He said he stands in the mirror at the gym and does the different poses. He's like, will this character be hunched over? Will this character be regal? And he did all the different poses. It was really cool. Oh, he's man. so cool. odd looking because he's very, very tall and extremely thin. Huh. And he has to stay extremely thin because his whole thing is the thin, tall body actor. Oh, man, that sounds tough. Yeah, so he can't, like, have any and good food. Aww. We watched his sizzle reel and he was in um, he was he played a part in a movie that I never realized before. What's that? He was Pencilhead in um, Mystery Men. He was? And he was Mac Tonight from the old McDonald's commercials. Huh. The, you old McDonald's commercials? Yeah, the guy with the moon head. That was him? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I had I had no idea. Yeah, he was Mac Tonight. It was, it was like his first big role. That's actually pretty crazy. Nice. Yeah, he was, and, and now he's on Star Trek Discovery, which... Well, that was actually one of the things that I was really grateful that I didn't get to do the interview because I don't watch that. <laughs> so I felt really awkward having to do the interview and not having seen the show. Yeah, I don't I don't watch it either. <laughs> but I'm but it was really good. I was disappointed not to do the interview, but it was nice to meet him. I, I was a big surprise because they pulled me over and I didn't know I was going to get a chance to meet him before I did. So it was it was really cool. Wow. So voting, Brian. Yeah, Brian. That, Me. That was really good. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm, I, I won, but I'm still gonna vote for Anthony just to be honest because, um, Anthony, um, 
I love how your honorable mention should have been your nerdy thing, and it wasn't the first thing you thought of because you're just so nerdy. And, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of went similar because I wasn't going to share the Doug Jones thing because it wasn't the first thing I thought of because I do nerdy things all the time. I mean, I, hell, I just, I just binge watched the OA. I haven't finished watching the second season yet, though. What is the OA? Um, one of the best Netflix shows. Um, I'll, it's I'll, a really, really good sci-fi show on Netflix. I'll trust you on that. Maybe I'll yeah. check it out. It's um produced by Plan B Productions, and I watch everything that Plan B Production posts. That produces. Plan B Productions. Yep, I watch everything. That, they- that sounds like a like a company that also sells like you know. Plan B pills. <laughs> it's um Brad Pitt's production company. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Not surprised it's Brad Pitt now. I'm joking. I know who Brad Pitt is. <laughs> <laughs> who is Mr. Brad Pitt? I've never heard of this person. So, um, Michael, I need to ask you for permission to do something. Do it. I'm not going to take completely over at, ho- at hosting, but I do want to take over the non-topic part because I had an idea while we were all going on. Okay. And, um... So I have the die roller handy. Uh-oh. And um, I think we should start our topics by rolling a three-sided die. And um, A three-sided die? Yeah, because there's three of us. What? What? What's a three-sided die? Is that even possible? Sounds like it if he's doing it. Oh, I think he's on his computer. Yeah. I'm rolling a three-sided die. Oh, okay. I was like, what? what do you, know, you don't know how to roll a three-sided die? No. You roll a six-sided die, and if the amount is over three, you turn it over. How about I, I did Rob? Oh, well, they sell I, three-sided dice too. I know a better way of doing it. Okay, if you're doing like a, if you're doing, if you're going to use a six-sided die to do a three-sided die thing, how about you just do one through two counts as one, three through four counts as two, and five through six counts as three. That's harder than my method. My method, you don't have to think. You roll the die, <laughs> and if the number is over three, you turn the die over. He's giving it. He's giving an extra push. I mean, it doesn't. It's not hard. Or one. You're not hard. Or uh, you do the method most people do, where one through three is one through three, and four through six is one through three. That's also easier than your method. <laughs> yeah, I like that method more. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm gonna ask you guys' opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for your opinion. I didn't ask for your approval. I don't need your approval. Well, I'm using the online die roller from BrockJones.com, which actually has a three-sided die. They also have a two-sided die, also known as a coin. <laughs> two-sided die, also known as a coin. <laughs> but you can buy actual physical three-sided dice. They have them. How do they work? It it has three sides. It kind of looks like a like like a um. Like a pyramidy type of thing, but only has three sides. It's kind of an irregular shape. I mean, three-sided shape. It's just not equilateral like most because it's mm. odd. Oh yeah. So anyway, interesting. With all this explanation before I actually explained, um, I want to roll a three-sided die, and then it'll go Mikey, Anthony, Brian. So Mikey is one, Anthony is two, and I am three. And the person who I roll gets to ask a question, which will be our first topic. All right. Everyone okay. cool with that? And have I like a, this idea. That sounds a question cool. You can throw out? Okay, cool. I'm, I'm extra prepared for this because while I was thinking of this idea, I wrote some questions down. So <laughs> You're a cheater. Which means I'm never going to roll three. 
All right. Rolling in three, two. And it's a three. How about that? Oh, what a shocker. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. My first question is, what's the best class in Pathfinder and why? And specifically the Pathfinder tabletop role-playing game. Specifically um, the Pathfinder role-playing game? Are, are so, we Mike, you get to answer this question or? first. We're talking the tabletop role-playing game of Pathfinder RPG. The original first or edition. second edition? Okay. First edition. Mikey, you get to answer this question first. What's the best class? And you can do archetypes or prestige classes or whatever. See, I've, I've played several characters and I've built several characters. And you know what? I, I'm going to have to say I really like, and this is going to not going to be a shock for either of you. I, I really like, I do like the gunslinger class because to me it's it's somewhat versatile because it can do range and up close like a lot of ranger classes can. And plus if you take the, the pistolero archetype and you have just a pistol, you can spell you can specialize in doing a lot more damage at one end with multiple shots because with the single-handed pistol you can and you take start taking feats you can start reloading as like free actions at a certain point you know what my favorite thing about the gunslinger is what's that they finally released an archetype that uses crossbows really yep when did they do that they did it to to I don't remember which book it was in but they did it to make it so people who didn't want guns in their games could still use the class yeah, it's a it's a it's a ranger archetype, isn't it? No, it's it's a gunslinger archetype. It's, it's a which one is which one is that for? It's a People gunslinger like... archetype. It's called um um oh no crossbow something. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've never heard of this one. Huh? Look here. Okay, so Michael X gunslinger, obvious. Because uh, it's first, it's called the bolt ace. The Bolt Ace, okay. And yeah. um, the book is You're in, a Bolt in, Ace. Uh-huh. It is in the Advanced Class Guide. It's in the same book that has the Arcanist and stuff. Um, but the the abilities the class gets is um, proficient in all crossbows. You get a Masterwork crossbow for free, just like you would get a gun for free. Um, you use Grit, and you get Grit when you get critical hits. And they get the ability to use Touch AC when using a crossbow. Nice. By spending a Grit Point. Um, and the cool thing about that is a crossbow has a pretty long range, <laughs> so it's, it, it can be a little bit better than using a gun. Yeah. I'm reading, I'm looking up right here cause I have the, the Pathfinder masterwork guide on my phone and yeah, you start out with a masterwork crossbow and then you get, um, you get the grid abilities as you go up in level. So you can be kind of a crossbow expert. It's lets you use the class if you don't have guns in your game. Um, the other way to use the gunslinger class is to play a swashbuckler, which is basically a melee gunslinger. I actually really like the swashbuckler. Swashbuckler is um, actually pretty cool. Anthony, who's your favorite class and why? Um, so like how Michael picked the gunslinger, which was basically his first Pathfinder class. I like the Magus, <laughs> which is my first Pathfinder class. Um, yeah, those things were they were pretty cool. Well, I like them because um, so first of all, all their archetypes were very different. Like they all weren't like very similar. Uh, they were they were extremely different between the two different groups. I like the idea of gishes. I think gishes are cool. I do. Like I am a warrior fighter thing, and I do magic. And the magus did satisfy that for sure. I think it'd be a little overpowered though. Uh, I think the magus satisfied it more than other things that have that had tried it in the past you know there's always been attempts to do it but i think the magus satisfy it better than most i think when they allowed the spells that you cast with spell strike to do crits it became 
I mean, fifth level Magus is doing 100 damage <laughs> with a crit. Yeah. Sorry, I had to walk away and help with the kid for like really quick. Uh, what what did you say? You think they sometimes? Oh, I think it's a little it's a little overpowered because um, since they allowed spell strike spells to do crits, you ended up with fifth level Maguses that can do a hundred damage with a single crit. What? Like I totally well, yeah, never if you did fo- that. If you, if you make a, a Magus no. that uses an eighteen to twenty weapon like a katana or a scimitar or something like that, and then you cast like shocking grasp, but then you also have shocking grasp set up with spell specialization, and um, you use traits to make it so it doesn't affect it by meta magic feats. So you get that thing that lets you um, add more right. dice to the spell that I, 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 I know about this. Yeah, so, I mean, at fifth level, you're doing, like, 86 damage in addition to your strength, in addition to your weapon, and then you roll a quit, and then you double that. It's nuts. I did this. I did that to a shadow demon. Hey, especially if you're using your arcane your arcane strike to add keen to the weapon. Yep, yep, I, I did this exact thing to a shadow demon. Yeah. Um, and I was level five, yep. I made my, I made my katana keen, I shocking grasped it. And I was like, strike, and it was like, how much damage do I do? And it was like, oh, and then crit, cool. So crit with shocking grasp, crit with a katana, and it's like, I'm going to grab 20 D6s. Your GM made a mistake. What happened? Shadow demons are immune to crits. Uh, what? Oh. Unless you had a ghost touch weapon. You can make them ghost touch. You Wait, can, but you couldn't at fifth level. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think mistake? you even have to get a Magus Arcana to be able to add to do it. Yeah, to... you do. Yeah, there's a special. Yeah, you have to get a special hey, Arcana hey, to do that. Mistake, mistake, mistake in your favor. made. <laughs> hey, mistake in your favor. My favorite Pathfinder class is is a little hard for me to answer because I've made so many goddamn characters in my life. Um, I would have to say I have most fun playing sorcerers. Um, sorcerers are fun though they are fun specifically using the sorcerer with the advanced class guide rules with the favorite class bonus that lets you get bonus spells for playing human and you have so many freaking sorcerer spells using the expanded arcana feat to get extra sorcerer spells so you're playing a sorcerer with the same amount of spells as a wizard that doesn't have to memorize them I love playing sorcerers I love having crap tons of spells being able to cast them a whole lot of times I love like Breaking adventures when you like my favorite. Did I ever tell you about the time I broke a dungeon and it was my like my favorite thing ever? No. What did you do? Sounds funny, but I don't think so. There was a room that we had to go over that had a that was filled with water up and you had to cross the water to get to the other side of the room. And the water was filled with leech swarms. And I think the goal was you were either supposed to swim across and try to fight the leeches or something or kill the leeches before you went in, or you're supposed to try to fly across. Mm-hmm. Um, I cast Create Pit on the bottom of the pool and drained all the water in, and then we walked across. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I think you had told us the story. That was pretty. That That is pretty neat, though. I, I so. it, The best part about it is, is I was like, can I see the bottom of the pool? And the GM was like, no. And I was like, um, cleric, can you cast purify water? And he goes, no, I can't. And I could, lucky for me, I have a wand of purify water and a high use magic device. I'm going to purify the water in the pool. And he goes, okay, you can see the bottom of the pool now. And I go create pit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, God damn it. 
just like, <laughs> fuck you. Well, we only had like we only had like seven rounds to get across. I mean, it's not like create pit is permanent. True. True. Oh, Momo is joining us. She climbed up on my lap and is in per mode. She said, you're doing the podcast. Time to disrupt things. <laughs> Pat me or I will fuck up this recording. Right. Um, okay, so that was fun. Who's All right, next? so let's roll the die again. And whoever it comes up on has to ask a question. I found a, I found a, the Scald class in Advanced Guide. Uh, no, no, we're done with this topic, guide. Mike. Holy, shut up. It's a bard, it's a bard barbarian. Yeah, that's in the advanced class guide. Yeah, I was they, just can, at, they I was can do bardic performance that makes everybody rage. I know. I was just reading that. I was like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" Bardic. In the original playtest, you had no choice, and they ended up fixing it so you could choose to rage or not. Oh. Because, well, the the reason why that's bad is if you can't choose, it just every time the the scald uses his ability, spellcasters can't cast. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll Are you ready now, rage. Mikey? Can yeah, I right. can I roll the die? Yes. Are do you it. sure? Are you sure? Roll the fucking thing. Okay. Three, two, one. Mikey, it's your turn. What is your question? Oh, okay. Let's see. I really should have prepared. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Why did it have to land on me? I I have I really hadn't thought of anything to ask. Really? Uh, Brian. Mikey's like, what's the nerdiest hat you have ever bought? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh man. Mikey ever wanted to win a topic. <laughs> do you guys have, do you guys have ghost nickels? <laughs> have you guys been saving your ghost nickels? I always say oh no no, don't you get the fuck off the keyboard. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes i yelled at the cat <laughs> she'll sit in my lap and be all content to sit there and then just out of nowhere go i want to walk on the keyboard she doesn't do this when i'm not recording <laughs> and now she's going over to mommy like hi mommy <laughs> yeah bad man yelled at me so mikey what's your question oh jesus um Mikey can't think of anything. I know. I got I have this one of those mornings where I'm on the spot and I can't think of anything. Shit. Really good radio. I know. Yeah, this has been great radio, guys. Oh, man. Holy shit. <sighs> Anthony's typing in the chat. Maybe he'll cheat and tell you something. No, he's 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 leaving you high and dry. He has to go AFK. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, I'm going to help you, Mikey. Yeah. Ask a Firefly question. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What was one of your favorite? You, you would what? think that we have a rule on this podcast to not talk about Firefly with how seldom we talk about it. <laughs> right? Well, okay. So what is one of your favorite episodes? Being um, that I just uh, rewatched the entire show last week. Oh, hey. That should be an easy thing for me to answer. Out of gas. That is an amazing episode i love the flashbacks and learning about how they got the ship and met everybody i think it's a really good episode i i really love that episode and especially when she's like i don't like him i want to you think because you think she's talking about wash because she's like i don't like him he's you can't hire that guy i can't believe you're, you're gonna hire that guy blah 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 and then you find out she's talking about the first mechanic <laughs> 
I thought she uh, was talking about Wash. Well, like it's it's played up ambiguous, so she could have it's been implied. talking about either of them. Well, yeah, but also she's like talking because you can also see her talking about the mechanic. But it's funny. It Plus, makes more sense that she's talking about Wash because oh yeah, they end up getting it married. makes their marriage even better. Oh yeah, for sure. I like to think she would like hated his guts, and then you know he shaved the mustache, and she was like, "Damn." I kind of think that the reason why she didn't like him is because she knew that she did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Uh, you know, it's and also I I tell uh, that meme that came out. It's like uh, I want somebody that stares at me like Mal stared at Serenity the first time he saw her, and I was like, I was like, I got her, and I sent it to Katie, and I was like, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite thing about Out of Gas is that. At the end of the episode, they have that little switch where you find out that the salesman was talking about a different ship. Yeah, that oh, that part uh, that part got me a lot because he was like, he's like, she'll stay with you till the day you die. And then you look over at, and then you find out he's talking about something completely different. He just like saw the he saw Serenity sitting off on the side. The other thing I noticed about that episode was how incredible the explosion was. I mean, it was they really made it like you thought they were going to die because I mean, it, it's a big explosion. Oh yeah. Not to mention how like the, 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 um, the graphics they use to on how they got it out of the ship. Oh, like that was, that was a Holy shit moment. That was really cool. And it also showed you, you know, how dangerous flying in space is when you're trying to stay off the grid. And they kept explosions in space silent. That was one thing is they, they stayed very scientific accurate with how things happened in space with the no whenever, sound. Whenever they, yeah, whenever they went into space, there was no sound. Like in um, Objects in Space, um, when River fl- floats over to um, Malcolm, which is probably the most dangerous thing ever represented on that show, was yep. River just pushing off the ship and floating over Malcolm. <laughs> into like, into open gonna, space. Yeah, she's gonna die. <laughs> It's like it's like oh my god you know you're never coming back right <laughs> oh man and he's perfectly calm about it he's, he's just like, like okay I'll catch you yeah he's like okay it's fine it's cool <laughs> you know internally he's like holy shit I better not mess I better not screw up <laughs> he's just like fuck fuck Anthony fuck. what's your favorite um Firefly episode and why um hmm. been a while huh I watched them last I know, week right? that was an easy question for me to answer. <laughs> Out of gas is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I'd probably have to say honestly though, I I can't remember which like I don't know the number episode, but I think the one when they were like robbing the train was pretty cool. The, the, the train, train job. job. Yep. That one because because it was such a weird like um it was one of those things where you're like wait a minute this is like a space western. <laughs> and when it was originally aired, it was it was aired out of order, but it was supposed to be a two hour pilot. Yeah. The- the train job was aired as the pi- Fox said that they wanted train job aired as the pilot, and then they made the pilot the season. Oh finale. yeah, the, the pilot was the two-hour pilot, and the train job was just the second episode. And they were they they actually originally aired the train job as the first episode, which really which actually everybody. what was funny is when they aired it out of order, that started the Save Firefly campaign before Firefly even got canceled. The Save yeah. Firefly plane started after the first episode. Yeah. Oh. Because Fox screwed. That. I, I don't like. I had Joss Whedon. Had, I am convinced Joss Whedon pissed somebody off at the network right before that show premiered. No, I think it's just how networks work. Because I'm like, my favorite one was the episode that didn't air because of the baseball game, 
And yeah. then Fox held that against them, said the, the, the ratings for this episode were low, so we're canceling the show. And it was like, yeah, but we didn't get to show the episode because of a baseball game. Yeah. Yep. They, they, cause they're playing during the middle of baseball season and Fox won't cut uh baseball games for shows. But, but blaming them for the ratings was like the worst. Yeah. It was freaking horrible. Mikey, what was your favorite episode and why? For me, I would, oh man, what was the you name? You have of to one? pick your favorite child, Mikey. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no. Yes. Favorite child, Michael. <laughs> I love them all so much. It's not fair. It's not fair. I love them all so much. You know what the best thing about Firefly getting canceled is? What? We never got a bad one. If the show didn't yeah. get canceled, there would be a bad one. Oh, there would definitely be I mean, be it bad happens. Episodes. But we never think... got one. All the episodes are great. One of my fav one of my favorite episodes would have to be our Mrs. Reynolds. Oh, uh, I was hoping you would bring up Yosef Bridge. Yeah, because she like her episode was really good, especially the because that's when you actually you it does kind of cement that you find that Anara like uh, cares for Mal. Especially <laughs> when she kisses him, and she starts to pass out. And she's like, "Oh, you stupid son of a bitch!" I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Which one do you think it is? I think that cementing. Her as as caring for him was heart of gold. Heart of gold came after that, though. I know. I think it was. I think it was our Mrs. Reynolds, though. Well, I <laughs> but I could see. But I could. <laughs> but I could see where you would say that for heart of gold because she she does end up leaving Serenity because of it. And she like cries and loses her shit. And then in objects in space, you learn even more when you hear their thoughts from River. Yeah, that's a, that. That episode I really like. Oh, now we're sad. This is really the reason good. why we don't talk about Firefly on the podcast. Also, um, the one where yeah, I can never remember the name, but it's the one where uh, Mal and and uh, Wash get kidnapped by Niska. That one was that was such a by good my one. pretty floral bonnet. Hold on, then when they get kept, um, that's War Stories. Yeah, War Stories. That one was that was a very good episode because I loved. Is <laughs> like if he's like you can only take one of them. Him instantly picks wash because she knows he would break okay i am gonna roll the completely random method that lets us pick who goes next of course it's totally random and it's totally random i'm i i really am rolling it and i really am going by what it says uh-huh. and it, it isn't a coincidence that it was me and then mikey and i didn't i, I mean it is a coincidence <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh no you slip you right. exposed you rolling exposed yourself in. Three, two, one. Hey, it's three again. Sorry, Anthony. That's okay. I, I really am rolling. If I if I was making it up, I would have had you go. So it was the three of us going back and forth. But I, I rolled a three, so I get to go again. All right. Um, What is the last thing you read, Mikey? Say that one again. What is the last th- thing you read? What's the last book you read? The last book I read was actually the... Or reading. It's the... Uh, no, no, I read it. It's the black. It's the uh, celebration, Black Library celebration free book you get from a Warhammer store when you make a purchase. Oh, cool, dope. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a bunch of. It was a bunch of collected short stories that are connected to brand new coming out uh, Black Library books. Uh, I got them when I, I got them when I picked up all my new paints for my Warhammer set for my Warhammer army, and uh, it was actually really good because it showed. Um, uh, during the Horus Heresy, like right as uh, Horus and his forces were about to land on Terra, 
the War Master and sat down and played uh, a, this weird ass version of chess with basically the Emperor, and it was really good because he's just like the Emperor is trying to show him like how he could win these wars and but and the sacrifices he would have to make, and he just keeps thinking that the that the Emperor is like just toying with him and like trying to give him false hope. It was really it, like that's like the best one out of that whole book. That is a really good answer, Anthony. Um, I read and I also listened to it on audiobook. So yes, I read and listened to it. I did both. Was um, the Conquest of Bread by Peter Kropotkin? <laughs> you yeah, you had told me about that. Um, I haven't heard about this. So without talking about politics at all, Oof. tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's a hard one. It's, it's Russian literature. No, he's not Russian. He's German. Oh, it's German literature. Yep, he's German. Um, so I I I guess the best way I could do it without talking about politics, ooh, this is hard, is basically it's <laughs> about um the grand narrative of humanity and basically how uh human beings all together have contributed to all the creations that are human. Well, I. One of the things you can say about it is it's not really a political book. It's a philosophy book. Yeah, in a way. Isn't that a good statement? Because, I mean, you really are. Political. When you're talking about any kind of political rhetoric, you're talking more about po- philosophy than you are talking about politics. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that, that's a good point. Yeah, and he does basically um, – like uh, I think one of my favorite parts about it is the beginning of the book. Where- yeah, guys. Uh- oh, my God. It muted again. Uh, hello. Hey, hello. What happened? Right, no, I don't that, know. I, that was weird. My my thing kept muting. Yeah, but when I talked, I was not. I I was muted too. It was like it, it muted itself. Oh, so yeah, then. that was weird. I was weird. Okay. Yeah. I thought so, I lost the recording there for a second. Oh, okay. So okay, what's the name of the book again? Conquest of Bread by Peter Kropotkin. Okay. So um, my favorite part of the book was the beginning, uh, where he kind of sets up what will become his main like thesis for the rest of the story for the rest of the thing of basically it's um humanity basically contributed to everything and how no one person can basically claim any idea is 100 percent their idea um so like even somebody who comes up with an idea entirely on their own his idea is based on other people's ideas who came previously um so like the internet couldn't exist without computers and the and computers couldn't exist without electricity and so on and so on um and how no amount of labor or things people w- put into and work into um could have been done without the work of other people even whether it's ever, whether it was a collective effort or people previously came up with the idea or other people contributed into it in other ways so like um a doctor can't can't be a doctor without farmers to feed the doctor and farmers can't be farmers without like the military to protect them and blah 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 yeah. so talk about how there's everything is all interconnected and how it's kind of impossible for any one person to say this is 100 percent mine i did this and i deserve to, the full credit for it so um, one of the things I do need to bring up is I brought up the Wikipedia page for Peter Kropotkin. Cool. And um, I want to point something out first off that his name is Peter Alexeyevich Kropotkin. And Anthony is attesting that he is German when no, he's not. No, <laughs> no, he is Russian. Look at that. I was super wrong. I just want to point out how right I was and how wrong Anthony was. Yes. <laughs> well, 
good. I'm glad. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anthony is reading, um, anarcho-communist propaganda. There we go. From the <laughs> 1800s. Uh, oh, 1800s? I think I'm wrong about that. Yeah. 1892, 1892. Now so, for those of you that are like, stuff. what is anarcho-communism? Um, no, no, <laughs> no, you, you, you did that last time. You can look it up yourself, I guess. Yes. Yes. You can, you can look it up yourself. Um, Uh-oh. I am reading the hero's guide to storming the castle. It is a children's novel. That sounds cool. That I stumbled across that is really, really good. It's a, it's a second book in the series, in the Hero's Guide series. The first book is the Hero's Guide to Saving Your Kingdom. And it's a book from the perspective of the four Prince Charmings from four major fairy tales of Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and Snow White. Awesome. And okay. it is a fabulous series, and I'm very much enjoying it. It's very funny. And it it's written really well. I mean, it doesn't read like a kid's book, but it I mean, it's sort of like Harry Potter. You know, it's it's easy to read, but it's a good book. Huh. Um, Cinderella, Snow White, Rapunzel and Briar Rose are all in it. And um, you get to learn a lot more about their personalities and like where they came from. And you learn about the Prince Charmings and how they feel like they got a bum rap for only being called Prince Charming in the stories, even though they all have names. Um, Prince Liam, Prince Frederick, Prince Duncan, and Prince Gustav, respectively. Um, Prince Liam is the adventure. The Prince Liam is the prince from Sleeping Beauty who has a love for being a hero, and he—that's all he desires—is being loved and known as a hero. Prince Gustav is trying to show off to be as recognizable and famous as his bro- as his sixteen brothers who are all only a couple years older than him because his parents had two sets of octoblets one year after another. Hmm. And um, Prince Frederick is Cinderella's Prince Charming, who is terrified of everything and just wants to be a com- at home in comfort and be a pampered prince, even though he ends up having to go on an adventure to save Cinderella reluctantly and gather up all the Prince Charmings. And Prince Duncan of the Snow White story is a weirdo who just was wandering through the woods and stumbled across a sleeping princess. Oh, weirdo. <laughs> that is the weird. best way to describe it. He, well, one of my favorite things about Prince, Ed, they talk about how much of an oddball he is. One of his favorite things to do is hang out in the yard and name animals as he sees it. Sound weird? <laughs> like he's like a little bird. He's a little titmouse. No, he sees a little bird and he's like, Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. He names the animals. <laughs> okay, yeah, that guy's a weirdo. For sure. You shall now be Jeffrey. Chirp, chirp. But you also get into the personalities of the different, um, the different princesses. Um, Sleeping Beauty is a bitch. Really? Oh my god! One of the big things that pushes the drama in the stories is that. Um, Sleeping Beauty was a pampered, spoiled brat her whole life because her parents were trying to protect her from the curse and just gave her anything she wanted. So when she was finally free of the curse, she just took over the entire kingdom and basically tells Prince Liam that they're going to get married and she's going to be his her slave. And he refuses the marriage and causes a whole bunch of drama in the kingdom. Oh, um, that's, that's terrible. Cinderella, that's, that's my baby. Cinderella feels the call. Oh, hi, baby. Cinderella feels hi. the call for adventure. And wants to be an adventurer. Um, Snow White um, is also an, a weirdo and gets along with Prince Duncan. They're the only ones that are married. And um, they get along really well. But Snow I, White is used to solitude and has trouble dealing wait. with how weird Prince Duncan is. He's the one that names the animals, right? 
Yeah, he's the one that MC Armos. So she wakes up and he's like, hey, what's up? She's like, hey, what's up? He's like, I named that bird Jeffrey. And she's like, looks like a Jeffrey. Yep. She also is weird, too. Like, she has Monday bird, Tuesday bird, Wednesday bird, Thursday bird, and Friday bird. That's how she tells the days of the week, because it's the bird that shows up on that day. What the fuck? Um, and then um, Rapunzel can heal people with her tears, like in the story. So she ends up leaving to try to save the world to be a healer. That's my girl. And she's actually not well, in the books that much. Well, that's pretty awesome, though, actually. She's Other major sweet. characters are... Um, the witch from the Rapunzel story, whose name is Zubera, and she's the main antagonist of the first book. Um, Briar Rose is the main antagonist of the second book. It, it's really, really good. I, I, I stumbled across it on the Overdrive Library app and ended up buying the second book because I didn't have the second book. Uh, it's a three-book series, um, which now brings me to Rolling the Die. You all ready? There's going to be an inside-out ride at Disney California Adventure, and the Wall of Memory Orbs is already put up in the park wow i still have never seen that movie you of all people i would have thought would have would have seen that i love how mikey just completely ignored me when i said i was going to roll the die no go ahead i was, that was just a little thingy yeah it, it, I, I don't know i'm I, I don't know if i can muster the energy to roll again after i was dashed to the curb so <laughs> so quickly michael so, just curb click stomped click me the dice asshole <laughs> all right ready one two three hey it's a one <laughs> Mikey, what's your question? When was the last time everybody went to Disney's California Adventure and or Disneyland? Um, I guess that would be you first, Michael. So, and then there's also there's also an endum of way of what's one of what was one of your favorite rides for your last visit? For um, we actually went a couple days ago, and it was just Katie and I. We were able to uh, we left Alana with Katie's mom because we needed a, a nest day where we could just be together and not worry too much about any like Alana or, or the house or anything. We needed a, a nest day and we actually got to do a lot. And I have to say my favorite ride is going to be guardians of the galaxy in the old, uh, uh, Hollywood tower of terror building. And I say that because you get different songs all the time, but I have a particular song that I just love. It's when it's an Elvis song. I, I can never remember the name of the song, but it has like when they play that song, the ride just seems to go a little bit harder and the the imagery they use is just a little bit better because you see Drax gets spit up by a monster. He la punches it in the face, laughs, looks at you and says, you're welcome. And then you fall like four stories. Hmm, OK, I haven't been on that ride because I haven't been to California Adventures since they yeah. made changes, but. I haven't been there. I haven't been on that ride. I haven't been there in a long time. I mean, hell, the last time I was at California Adventure, they didn't have the Tower of Terror yet. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> why I also added in Disney. Right? Um, so, Brian, um, like, when was the, around the last time you were there, and what was like your favorite thing there when you were there last? Well, I was so like twenty. I was like twenty-one or twenty-two. So it was a really long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. Not to say you're old. It's just that was a long time ago. Um, it would have been more than 10 years. You are old, though. I mean, we went a lot back in the day, but I mean, I haven't been since my 20s. Um, my favorite ride, it's got to be, I, I kind of want to pick a ride that doesn't exist anymore, just so that that can point out how old I am. Um, that's, per that's perfectly fine, too, if it was actually something you really liked. Well, I really like 20,000 Leagues. Oh my gosh! Well, that's now the uh, that's now the Nemo ride. Yeah, it's almost the same. Uh, they just change. There's just you know, it's there's just Nemo theme stuff in there. No more mermaids, but it's still it's still the same submarines. I don't know. I I think um 
I like um, Indiana Jones better. Oh, that's still going strong. Um, I think the one I was always most excited about doing was Space Mountain. I got Katie on Space Mountain for the first time since basically first time ever this last trip. And it was we got the best photo out of it. I, I, and it was it was just great. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? The last time I went to Disneyland was actually last year for Leslie's birthday. Aww. And what's your favorite what ride? My favorite ride? Well, I didn't get to go on this one because we had the kids, but I like Space Mountain. Space Mountain's great. Um, yeah, I haven't been in a while. Now, now she gets to go with the kids pretty much whenever she wants because we pay for the pass. Nice. You want to hear something fantastic about my experience with Disneyland? What? Star Tours was new. Yeah. Yours, you got to go on it when it was new. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember I remember when original when uh, the original version of Star Tours, which was a lot of fun. Uh the remade, the redo they did with the uh with the six random destinations was great and now they added it because they're doing Star Wars Land. Now they have a special ending now where you can where you supposedly land at Gal- at the at the spaceport on Galaxy if that's supposed to be Galaxy's Edge. It's pretty good. I, I actually want to know something about your guys' Disneyland experience that I never got to experience. Did either of you get to go when you were children? Yes. I I went several times from like age four, age seven, age 13. And then I think my last time was age 17 because I got I actually got to do uh, grad night there. What about you, Anthony? Um, sorry, I had to go deal with kid stuff again. Did you get to go to Disneyland as a kid? As a kid, yeah, we went as a kid uh, a lot, actually, kind of. My grandparents would pay for us for our birthdays, and we always did this thing of basically, like, I remember, I think it was for one of my cousin's fifth birthday, we all were going, and my grandmother was like, you are all three. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, Grandma, I'm five. Shut up. You're three. (laughs) (laughs) And how old are you, little boy? I'm good. He's three. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The youngest I ever went was probably 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, did well, uh, Did you ever you never did you ever get to do uh, grad night at Disneyland? Any of you either of you? Nope. I went on a school trip there. Um, it wasn't grad night, though. We went to Disneyland on Mother's Day. That's a weird one. And yeah. there was no one there. Yeah, that's interesting. What? Yeah, there was no one there. It was no lines. Whole day. It was great. We went on oh. Space Mountain three times in a row. Oh, man. When this last trip, like, our longest, like, it was a 10-minute wait for Star Tours. And, like, Space Mountain was almost a walk-on. Like, for us this last trip, like, there was, like, hardly any lines. And, like, we did, we still did a couple fast passes. But, like, even then, we were just, like, they are basically like, oh, go on. On there you go. Have fun. So um, That's we're not going to cool. have time for um, that one movie this time. No. So um, Michael, no. wrap us up. We're we're out of time. No. We're out of time. No. I like. It's 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 your own fault because your computer fucked up and you're you oh, were yeah. really really late. As, so as soon as I can get a new laptop, I'm getting a new laptop and I'm burning this one. I don't even get Back. to ask a question. Not fair. I know. The dice rolled the way they did, Anthony. I can't control that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was gonna uh, say he was gonna say Anthony to go ahead and ask a question and then you opened your mouth and he was like, No, fuck that. I'm rolling the dice and he's not getting to go. I could say that I could say that Heather witnessed it, but she wasn't paying attention to me. She doesn't know what I rolled, but I, I, I honestly really did roll the dice right. and I did use the dice that they said. I wasn't cheating. I believe you. I mean okay. let me see. Let me roll again. Let's roll, I roll again. You. One, roll again, three, roll again, three, roll again. Two. There. See, it does. Anthony, ask two. a question. <laughs> quick, Anthony. Quick, roll a question. We don't ask have a time. We don't have the time. Yeah, we I have five minutes. A real, a real quick yes or no. <laughs> do it. Are you a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> well, define a nerd, son of a bitch. Wrap us up, Mikey. All right, all right. So this is actually really nice, guys. Doing a, a, a core episode like this. Oh, gee, back again. <laughs> Oh, it was an o. It was an OG back in the day. So uh, I'm really happy I got to talk with you guys today, even though this everything worked against me this morning. So, but I'm really happy that we were able to talk about this, and it was fun. So, Anthony, it was good to hear your voice again. I miss you. I miss you too, Michael. I miss you. I'm so gonna much. do this random roll thing for the next like four episodes. Do it. That's gonna be fun. Yes. Yeah. So my, you know, as always, I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with who was Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, nurse. And until we see each other again. Wait, you didn't say goodbye to Anthony. Hang on. Let me finish this. Oh, okay. That's what you were doing. In, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. In the halls of Valhalla, where hosts live forever, Hindu <laughs> <Can't do> Anthony. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. All right, say goodbye, Anthony. Brian, cut him off. Goodbye, Anthony. Cut me, Brian. <laughs> no politics. <laughs>
Podcast Radio.